Hey everybody, this is Jamie Nunley, lead pastor of Victory Fellowship Church. Thanks for listening to the VFC Sermon Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to download our free VFC Thomasville app, where you can access all of our messages, sermon notes, announcements, and small group lessons. This app is the easiest way to keep up with everything going on here at VFC. So please enjoy the following sermon. We hope it encourages you in your walk with Jesus and helps you to belong, believe, and become. Enjoy. Good morning, everyone. We doing okay? Yeah? This is not the VFC hot tub. This is our baptismal pool. I encourage you to stay a few minutes late if you'd like to. And uh, rejoice with those that are going public uh, in their salvation and getting baptized this morning. Uh, that'll take place as soon as we're done uh, with the first service. Uh, so we're excited. We're, we're pumped about what God's doing. We're seeing people saved, healed, set free. We're seeing marriages restored. We're seeing children come to the Lord. We're seeing all sorts of stuff happen. And I'm so excited to be a part uh, last week, we kicked off a new series called Gifts of the Spirit, where we were talking about uh, the gifts of the Spirit in Scripture, and we're just kind of uh, uh, taking a moment, dropping off by, uh, to the side all the things that we may have thought gifts of the Spirit were and how they operated, and going to Scripture uh, to, to tell us what to believe about this. If you missed last Sunday's sermon, I encourage you, please make sure that you get caught up. All of our messages are on our podcast, our website, our church app. And we have CDs in the foyer as well. Um, One of the things I mentioned last week is that you can take the different uh, gifts of the Spirit. There are nine that are listed uh, in 1 Corinthians 12. And you can uh, categorize them in three groups. Uh, Know what God knows, say what God says, and do what God does. And so we're going to be spending the next few weeks on those. And this morning is Know What God Knows. Before I get to that, I want to give you a quick reminder about what gifts of the Spirit are. Gifts of the Spirit are special abilities given to Christians by the Holy Spirit that allow us to participate in supernatural ministry. Of course, in your own ability, you can minister to others. You can pay for someone's meal. You can, you can, you can rake someone's yard. Right? You can tell someone what Scripture says. That's, that's, that's ministry and that's good stuff. It's wonderful. But there is something beyond that available to the Christian. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, he takes your natural and makes it supernatural. Where you can do things you otherwise couldn't do. Man, I want that. I want that. And honestly, I find it a little weird sometimes, and and I want to challenge you with this. Sometimes people are like, well, you know, maybe that's for some other people. Man, that's for me. Like, Like, I want to help others. And if I don't want to help others, and I only want to use my power, not God's power, I have to ask myself, why? Why would I want to limit the scope of ministry? Why would I only want to do good enough? Shouldn't we want to do more than enough? Shouldn't we want to use God's power, not ours, to minister to others? So in Scripture, we see that there are nine gifts of the Spirit. Let's just read this uh, Scripture together here. I have it on the screen behind me. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. 
Now, of these spiritual gifts, there are three that allow us to know what God knows, and they are word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Guys, I want to let you know, there is a theme throughout the whole New Testament. And it's, it's the fact that, yeah, you can know what God knows. Now, I know for some of you, maybe you grew up in a, in a tradition where, like, that wasn't talked about. Or maybe even saying, well, I can know what God knows sounds arrogant. Or maybe it sounds like somehow it's putting uh, too much faith in mankind. Look, we're not saying that you can know what God knows because you're God. <laughs> That's not what anyone's saying. We can say you can, what we're saying though is that you can know what God knows because scripture says that and it's through relationship with his Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 9 through 12 says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him, but it's to us that God revealed these things by his Spirit. It's not through your eyes, it's not through your ears, it's not through natural means, it's through his Spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. So we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. Did you know that you can know the wonderful things that God has given to you? But you have to receive it a certain way. I'll give you real, real quick. I was talking with some guys yesterday, and I was telling them about a time I used to work for um, a company that did research in radio. Uh, and I worked in their software division, and I went and toured the facility in the Washington, D.C., Baltimore area. And they had a room, for technical purposes, they had a room uh, that was almost completely soundproof. Like, because of the materials they'd covered this room in, uh, you walked in the end of the room and it was the weirdest feeling because all of a sudden you can't hear anything. It was like the air was sucked out of the room. And they said, if, if they told us all, they said, don't move, don't do anything, just listen. And we could begin to hear our blood circulating. It was the oddest experience. Our blood circulating was going on before we heard it. Why did we hear it? Because things were quiet enough that we could finally pay attention to it. If you want to hear the voice of the Lord, begin to shut out all the other voices. That's the key. It's not that you have to get God to talk to you. He's already talking to you. You need to make the mouths that are other mouths that are talking to you be quiet so you can hear him. Does that make sense? So it's through his spirit that we, that we can know what God knows. So I want to share with you this morning, we're going to talk about these three gifts. We're going to talk about what they are, give you some biblical examples, and then we're going to pray. Here's the first one, the word of wisdom. A word of wisdom. I have a definition here for you. A word of wisdom is supernatural insight that solves a problem or answers a question. Now, with this gift... The Holy Spirit is providing practical help for a specific situation. That's what the word of wisdom does. Now, this is not natural wisdom. Now, there are people who walk in natural wisdom, 
right? There are people who have read scripture a lot. There are people who understand how the world works and they've got good, that's great, that's wonderful. And, and, and there is a type of spiritual wisdom. James chapter one says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally and without reproach. So there is a type of wisdom that is available as you grow spiritually. But this is a particular gift through you to minister to someone else. Where, where you, can, you, you can know what God knows about a particular situation, and then you can share that godly wisdom with that person. See, it's not natural wisdom, it's supernatural wisdom. It's not just good wisdom in general, it's God's wisdom in particular. It's also spoken into a situation, it's called a word of wisdom. This word, word, in, in the Greek, can mean message or communication. It's, it's, it's when someone hears about a particular situation, something going on, and then God moves through them to give an amazing piece of advice in order to fix that problem. It, it, it's funny, you know, uh, I do a lot of counseling here, and sometimes I'm just sharing with people what Scripture says. I'm just sharing with people things I've learned over the years. And it's like, okay, this is, this is fairly decent wisdom. But sometimes, all of a sudden, the Lord moves on me and I say something and I hear it as, I say, as I'm saying it and I think, oh, yeah, that's good. Because it wasn't me. It wasn't like the things I've learned in the past or it wasn't what the scripture says. It was a word, a message, a communication of wisdom from the Holy Spirit to someone else. It wasn't for me, it was through me. And that's what a word of wisdom is. Let's look at this in scripture. Matthew 22, 15 through 22. The Pharisees, uh, says, then the Pharisees met together to plot how to trap Jesus into saying something for which he could be arrested. They sent some of his, their disciples, along with the supporters of Herod, to meet with them. Okay, so just so you know, uh, that's the hyper-left and the hyper-right politically. So they, they send both people, right, but both, both uh, um, thought patterns, both, both ways of thinking, to Jesus and asked him a crazy question to see who he would offend so they would kill him. All right? So that's what's going on. Um. Teacher, they said, I love this, we know how honest you are. You teach the way of God truthfully. You are impartial and don't play favorites. Man, they are buttering him up. Verse 17, now tell us what you think about this. Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? So one group is standing there like, you better say you pay taxes or we're going to kill you for not paying taxes. Another group says, no, 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 you better not say we pay taxes because we don't believe that we should. So he's, he's put on the spot. See, this was not something that Jesus could think about, write a sermon, have a PowerPoint, right? This is in the moment he needed a word of wisdom. Jesus knew their evil motives, verse 18. You hypocrites, he said, why are you trying to trap me? He, he, couldn't, he couldn't pull anything over on him. Verse 19, here, show me a coin used for the tax. And they handed him a Roman coin. He asked, whose picture and title are stamped on it? Caesar's. They replied, well then, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. His reply, verse 22, amazed them and they went away. Jesus operated in word of wisdom. 
It, it wasn't something that he had like studied and prepared for. It wasn't premeditated. In that moment, he answered a question using supernatural wisdom. Scripture says that they, they, uh, they, uh, his reply amazed them and they went away. One translation says people marveled at his answer. Like that was perfect. Like no one can be mad at that. It was supernatural. It was a supernatural word of wisdom. Another example is Acts 4.13. Uh, Peter and John uh, have been uh, taken in front of the Jewish council called the Sanhedrin. Uh, they are mad at them because a bunch of people are getting saved. Uh, and so they're questioning them. And then Peter stands up and, and, and gives this answer filled with wisdom. I'll let you read it on your own. The whole chapter is great. He gives this, this amazing, amazing answer as to why they're doing what they're doing and how they're going to respond moving forward when it comes to the council's decision for them to shut up. He's like, yeah. It's like, you, th- you think I'm going to follow you instead of God? You're wrong. You should read it. It's awesome. But verse 13, look at this. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized they had been with Jesus. You know, being with Jesus, spending time with him, I, I, love, I love learning, I love reading, I love information, but you know that spending time with Jesus is the most important thing you can do. It is. They answered with a word of wisdom. It wasn't just good information. It was, it was so wise, they go, whoa. You ever had someone give you a piece of advice and it just smacks you in the face? You're like, whoa, that's a word of wisdom. Tiffany and I experienced this. We, you know, she's from Birmingham. I went to school in Birmingham and we got married, started a family. And we were going through a season where we were just really struggling. We, we were really struggling uh, spiritually. We were just feeling down. I, I, felt, I remember telling someone during that time, I felt like I was in a wilderness. And I just didn't know how to get out. And, and it was, everything seemed great on the outside, but we just weren't happy. We weren't spiritually happy. And mom and dad had started VFC at that point, and it was, it was going. And, and I had a, a pastor friend of mine. I was just saying, man, I'm struggling right now. And he goes, aren't your parents pastors of a church? Yeah. Aren't, aren't they getting people saved, healed, set free, marriages restored, teaching children the way of, of, of God? Yeah. And, and the pastor said something to me, and he goes, I don't understand what you're doing here. Why would you not go be a part of that? Guys, in that moment, that was a word of wisdom for me and Tiffany. It was a supernatural solution. And we, all this, in that moment, we heard from God, we're moving back to Thomasville. We weren't moving for a job. We weren't moving for a ministry position. I had no idea one day I would be pastor. But it was a word of wisdom that actually led us here to begin with. And so word of wisdom is a fantastic gift that helps a lot of people. We should want to move in that. Amen? Here's another way that you can know what God knows is a word of knowledge. Word of knowledge. I got a definition here for you. A word of knowledge is a supernatural revelation that gives you information or details you couldn't otherwise know. Now, this is not natural knowledge. This is not knowing things really well because you're well-read or anything like that. This is not, this is supernatural. And, it, and it's, it's given, again, not, not, it's not for you, it's through you. It's so you can minister to someone else. So, so you can let someone else know that God knows them and loves them. 
It's called a word of knowledge. Let's look at um, some, some examples of this in Scripture. John 1, 47 through 50. Um, this is uh, Jesus' interaction with uh, one of the disciples, Nathaniel. As they approached Jesus, uh, as they approached, Nathaniel approached, Jesus said, Now, here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me? Nathaniel asked. They had never met before. Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Now, Jesus didn't physically see Nathaniel under the fig tree, but he had a word of knowledge in his imagination, in his mind, where he could see by the Spirit Nathaniel sitting underneath the fig tree. Check out Nathaniel's response. Then Nathaniel explained, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. The king of Israel, Jesus asked him, do you believe this just because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? You're going to see greater things than this. (laughs) See, there was a supernatural word of knowledge where Jesus knew something about Nathanael he had no way of knowing. And it so surprised and shocked Nathanael that it drew him near to God. He was like, man, this is amazing. He became a disciple because of that word of knowledge. Here's another one that Jesus did, John 4, 16 through 19. This is when he, he's talking with a woman at the well in Samaria. And, and he's asking her for a drink, and they begin to talk. And he, at one point, he says, go and get your husband. Jesus told her, verse 17, I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Here comes the word of knowledge. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband. You've had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. That escalated quickly. (laughs) Wow. Verse 19, sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. Well, close. Actually, he's operating in word of knowledge. He received information. He he didn't know this woman. He'd never met her before. How would he know she'd been married five times before? But he received a word of knowledge, information he couldn't have known otherwise, And this woman believes in him as the Christ and then goes and preaches to Samaria. See, the the word of knowledge is not about the knowledge. It's about its effect on the person you're talking to and drawing them near to Jesus. I love word of knowledge. It's one of my favorite spiritual gifts uh, because I've seen so much fruit come from it. Tiffany and I were in Hungary once and uh, ministering, and uh, we were in the middle of this service. And it's weird because they, you know, they don't speak any English. There was two churches. One did, one didn't. This is the one that didn't. And, and, and I, I'm just, you know, you're being translated, which is always difficult. And, and they were very, like, stoic and uh, not very uh, emotional at all. Like, worship was like, we love you, Jesus. I mean, it was weird, you know. So I'm like, Lord, you got to move. And so all of a sudden, in my imagination, in my mind's eye, I see a man getting into a bike accident. So I'm like, you know, if I'm wrong, they'll just want to invite me back and whatever. So I'm here. (laughs) I might as well try. And I said, during ministry time, I said, "I, I feel like there's someone here who is still struggling with physical problems because of a bike accident they got into years ago. And there's this guy, and his eyes get so big, and he goes, like that. And so, so they, through the translator, we pray for him. He's blessed. It was hard to tell exactly what all happened, but he just gets rocked, right? 
So I had no way of knowing that. That was a word of knowledge. What was the purpose of it? So I could be like, look what I know. You were in a wreck, weren't you? (laughs) I'm cool. No, it was so I could minister, so the Holy Spirit could minister, so he would be drawn near to the Father, right? One time we were having a manna drop here. I don't get a lot of super accurate words of knowledge. I I do sometimes, and it's always fun, but it's always so scary. Uh, when you when you just kind of launch out in this, we're, we're at a man drop, and I'm talking with a woman. And I keep hearing, and not audibly, I keep thinking over and over the name Devin, Devin, Devin. And I'm like, Lord, do you want me to ask her if she has someone named Devin in her family? I'm like, Lord, are you sure it's not Kevin? Because that's far more likely. I mean, I know a lot more Kevins than Devins, right? And I'm like, I'm struggling with the Lord. I'm like, I really, am I going to? So I said, I said, ma'am, let me ask you a question. This may be odd. Do you have a son named Devin that lives in your home? And she goes, no. I said, oh. But I do have a grandson named Devin that, ends, that lives in my home. I was like, well, just, just say yes, all right? Son, I mean, come on. Like my heart sank, right, for a minute. I'm like, okay. She was, and then she looked at me like, what? And I said, look, the Lord just told me your son's name. And then I got the rest of the word. And I said, your son is called to preach. And he's going to be a mighty man of God. She's like, he just started taking Bible classes. It was the coolest thing. She's crying. I'm crying. Amazing ministry. All because of a word of knowledge. Okay? It's really, really cool uh, spiritual gift. It's not so you can know stuff. It's so you can minister. So you can help others. We see this, y'all, y'all have seen this a lot. A lot of times during ministry time after worship, we'll say, hey, I feel like the Lord is healing this particular deal, right? And we'll, and we'll begin to pray for that. Why? Because we feel like we may be getting a word of knowledge, right? And this is, it's an incredible gift of the Spirit. It's one that you should want to walk in. The third gift of the Spirit that helps us know what God knows is discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits is getting a supernatural sense of what spirit is motivating a person, place, or event. Getting a supernatural sense behind the scenes of what, what's motivating a person, place, or thing. Now, it's commonly confused, discerning of spirits is commonly confused with discernment. And people say, well, I have the gift of discernment. Well, you have discernment. Discernment is wisdom that comes from spiritual maturity. You can make good choices. You can offer good advice, right? You're near to God. He's drawn near to you. And so you've got some discernment. You've got some wisdom, right? You know how to make good choices. That's discernment. But the spiritual gift is not the gift of discernment. It's the gift of discerning of spirits, okay? It's really important that we distinguish between the two. People with discerning of spirits can discern if something's demonic or natural. See, because sometimes, and we see this in scripture, sometimes Jesus heals someone and he casts a demon out and they're healed. Other times, he doesn't cast a demon out, he just lays hands on them and they're healed. Sometimes it's similar ailments. How do you know the difference? Discerning of spirits. It's a spiritual gift. Uh, discerning of spirits can also help you differentiate between, um, you know, what, what is a move of the spirit or what's just emotion. You know, there have been times I've, I've been in services and, 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 and church meetings where everyone's going nuts. Yeah, Jesus. I'm like, I don't know where he is. Y'all just all hyped up. 
You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with loving Jesus with your emotions, but don't call it the spirit if it's not the spirit, right? And so it takes discerning of spirits to help determine. This is a gift that the pastors here use a lot when we're trying to determine where the Lord is leading us. When it comes to our, our search, like, what does God want to do right now? Does he want to do ministry? Do we pray for healing? Do we open it up for prophetic words? What do we do? We use discerning of spirits to try to determine what God is doing. The, the, the discerning of spirits is not the, gift of, it's not the gift of suspicion. It's not the gift of criticism. Those are not fruits of the spirits. Those are not gifts of the spirit, right? A lot of times people are like, I just don't, that person's shady, I have discernment. No. You have suspicions. That's the flesh. It's not the spirit. Right? God's not going to tell you something to tear down one of his children with. He, he, he loves that person and he's giving you a gift that's not for you. It's through you. See, someone's listening. Through you. It's through you. Let's look at some scriptures. Jesus uh, had just healed uh, or was about to heal someone uh, in a house that they let this guy down through the roof. Mark 2, 6 through 8. Now some of the teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Remember, it says thinking to themselves. Were they saying this out loud? No, they were thinking to themselves. Verse 8, immediately Jesus knew in his spirit, knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts and said to them, why are you thinking these things? That was discerning of spirits. They were sitting there looking like, mm, yes, we, we like you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Inside they're thinking, what's this guy doing? Jesus knew it. Why? Discerning of spirits. See how that works? He, he understood the motivation of their heart. Here's another interesting one. Acts chapter 8, 18 through 21. This is Peter the Holy Spirit had just been poured out in Samaria. And there's this guy, Simon the Sorcerer. And Simon the Sorcerer uh, was known in the area. Um, and so they, they, uh, they, they say, okay, you know, let's... Uh, and Simon believes in Jesus. And then Peter comes to pray and people will start receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And then this is what happened. When Simon saw, verse 18... When Simon saw the spirit was given when the apostles laid their hands on people, he offered them money to buy this power. <laughs> I don't know how, I'll give you 50 bucks, man. I, like, I don't know how that... Let me have this power too, he ex- exclaimed, so that when I lay my hands on people, they'll receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter replied, may your money be destroyed with you. Huh? For thinking God's gift can be bought. You can have no part in this. Why? For your heart is not right with God. See, it could have been an easy mistake. It could have been just a simple, innocent mistake. But Peter, through discerning of spirits, realized that there was still an issue in Simon's heart. He understood the motivation behind the request. It wasn't just ignorance. It was a bad motivation. One time, we've experienced this in our house. One time, I will not name the child. They were watching a show they shouldn't. We'd gone to bed, and they were watching something, uh, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and my, my, my spirit was just like, there is something in here that ain't God. <laughs> and I walk into the room, 
and they'd fallen asleep and it was still playing on, on their laptop. And uh, I was like, all right. I closed the laptop, went back to sleep. I, I actually woke up from, from just like nightmares from it. And it was the nightmares I was having was kind of like the TV show that was being watched. And, and the next morning I, I talked to them. I said, hey, look, you're at the age where you can watch what you want to. But not in my house. <laughs> because when those spirits come out of that show, they attack me, not you. And, 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 and the, the, our, our kid was like, you know what, you're right. I'm so sorry. Everyone was talking about how great this show was. And um, I just, I, I, I'm so sorry. It was a good learning moment for him and for me. <laughs> for her, no, for him. So, <laughs> but, but the point is, discerning of spirits was, was what was allowing me to protect my family, right? It was allowing me to, to know what was going on even, even while I was asleep. It, it's, it's a great, I couldn't have known that, but I was able to know what God knew in that moment. So real quick. Super quick. Here's how you know what God knows through these gifts. First, ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Just ask him. Ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We learned last week that it's through encounter with the Holy Spirit that we receive spiritual gifts. And then, secondly, receive prayer from someone who already walks in these spiritual gifts. Again, we saw last week that these things are imparted. I showed you three scriptures where spiritual gifts were imparted through laying on of hands. Okay? And so if you want to, there's nothing wrong. Scriptures, I showed you two verses last week that said you should desire spiritual gifts. So if you heard of any of these, you think, man, I want that. Find someone who moves in it and say, will you pray for me? That's simple, right? So ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Receive prayer from someone who's already walking in these spiritual gifts. And then lastly, step out in faith when you feel led. Look, I want VFC to be a safe place where we can practice spiritual gifts even if we aren't 100% confident. Because you know what? I'm not 100% confident when I do it. I mean, there, there's always in the back of my mind, like when I, especially word of knowledge, when you're just like, uh, were you born in Alabama? They're like, yeah. Well, there are other times when they've been like, no. I'm like, and I'll see you later, right? I mean, right, because you grow in these things, right? Um, so, so look, step out in faith when you feel that. If you, during, during a, a ministry time, during an appropriate time, if you feel like God is wanting to speak a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, or discerning of spirits, message through you, come to one of the pastors on the front row uh, and, and, and ask us. And we're going to try to, to see, okay, is this what God's doing in this moment? We'll let you share. If it bombs, we'll be right there with you. We'll bomb with you. You won't bomb alone. I would rather you try hard things and not always get it right than to sit here and do nothing. <laughs> spiritual, growth, spiritual gifts are something that's grown over time. And you'll never do it if you don't try. And this is going to be a safe place for people to try. Amen? Let's stand for prayer. Hey, are you pursuing gifts of the Spirit? That's what Scripture says to do. It says, earnestly pursue gifts of the Spirit. If you aren't, why not? 
why wouldn't you do that? I, I encourage you guys, take a moment, close your eyes. Ask the Holy Spirit, am I pursuing gifts of the Spirit? Specifically, am I attempting through spiritual gifts to know what God knows? What do you feel when you ask the Lord that question? Do you feel his conviction? Good. Repent and change. Do you feel his pleasure? Good. Keep going for it. But don't just do nothing. Don't ignore what the Bible says. I want to lead you in a prayer where we ask the Lord to move in this area of our lives. If you will, pray this after me. Say, Father, you know everything. And you're inviting me to know what you know. I ask you to fill me with your spirit and awaken my spiritual gifts. Give me words of wisdom so I can solve problems and answer difficult questions. Give me words of knowledge so I can show others that you know them. And help me discern the spiritual motivation behind what I see. Use me, Father, to be a blessing to the people around me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Tiff, will you close us? Hey, once again, thanks for listening to the VFC podcast. If you live in the Thomasville area, we would love for you to connect with us in person. For more information about our weekly gatherings, including service times and directions, just visit us at vfcthomasville.org. 